specifically whales. You might be a little confused right now, not just by Rob's decision to look like a stand-in in a Guy Ritchie movie, but because the last few episodes, you've been watching a documentary about an underdog football team from Wales and two Hollywood movie stars. Uh, I'm more of a TV star. Oh. Aw. Anyway, TV's like... Way cooler than movies, you know that, right? Like, yeah, it is. What have you been for, like, the last 10 years you've been making movies? Anyway, we left off with Ryan and I headed to Wrexham for the first time, and even though you might have gotten a small sense of this amazing place, we thought it only appropriate to do a little deeper dive on whales. You know, my daughters, they love whales. Really, any of God's little underwater creatures. The country. Whales the country, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, we suspect a lot of people out there don't really know what whales exactly is. My partner certainly doesn't. And I didn't before last year, and we bought a football team there. <laughs> Holy sh So tonight, we're going to immerse ourselves in Wales, the country. And what makes it different from England, which is also a country? Mm -hmm. Wales and its identity, its traditions, and why it is the ultimate underdog story. That's right. It's a very special episode involving learning. But don't worry. You won't learn much, and I suspect you'll retain almost none of it. First up tonight, we welcome John Green, author of Turtles All the Way Down and The Fall in Our Stars. John, how about a crash course in Wales? Hello, and welcome to Crash Course. Today we're learning about Wales, a land of majesty, dampness, and epic place names. Let's begin with the first fact Welsh people want you to know. Wales is not England. That's England, that's Scotland, and this is Wales. Now, the political situation here is exceptionally complex. Wales is a country and has its own language, Welsh, and its own parliament, the Senate. But at the same time, Wales is part of a sovereign nation called the United Kingdom. So like when competing in the World Cup, Welsh athletes compete for Wales, but in the Olympics, Welsh athletes may compete for Great Britain. So recently I had kind of a friendly argument with a colleague about um, what football was real or what he, he called my kind of football, my kind of football, your kind of football, <laughs> something and something. And um, I had this comeback and I said, you know, well, actually think about which football is called, you know, the right name because it's played with foot, right? It's a ball that gets kicked by a foot. So therefore it's football, even though, you know, I love balls. I mean, American football is great. <laughs> Uh, however, I really have a hard time calling football other than football. So soccer is not a vernacular that I like to use at all. And so the whole world is basically calling football football. So I am too. And I'm sticking to it. Um, I read about the history of the words a little bit, of course. And um, really, there is not a good explanation Um they were kind of going round and round about, you know, the football part of the football in America, saying that it's played played on foot. At some point, it was determined 
that was played on foot, therefore it's football. Um, to me, it should be called rocket ball, <laughs> like a rocket, because it's shaped kind of like a rocket. And, you know, you throw it more than you, it flies through the air more than is kicked, right? So, any case, there is that. So, I rest my case on that one. <laughs> um, and um, speaking of which, uh, this fantastic show I came across um, is tapping into so many interesting things about football. And it has to do with the football that the rest of the world plays, pretty much, even though the, the European football, you can call it, has been played now here in America for quite a while and actually it's gaining some momentum so other than um, little kids and kids you know playing sports um, and and having it on their um, sports roster if you will you know so that's good to see and good to know Um, in this particular case the two famous people that got together to buy a football team in Wales and see what they can do with it. It's a whole other thing, and it's fascinating. Um, There is so much to it uh, that I will unpack a little bit for you in just a minute. I will talk about the market as well. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for this episode, our chat of Fire Chat with Mirla Podcast. I'm glad you tuned in. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. This is Marilla Kale, your location gal, and you're on my podcast, Fire Chat with Marilla. Welcome. So how is the market? So the market is um, definitely in a changing mode because we know that um, the inventory is low still and in fact lower if you look at it um, year over year. In Santa Clara County, there are about 1,100 homes right now on sale. Um, And um, from my personal experience in these last uh, couple of weekends doing open houses, uh, definitely the activity is slower and houses are on the market a little bit longer. Uh, On the other hand, we see some correction in pricing um, which is helping the buyers because of the, of course, the mortgage interest rates being higher. Um, so the demand is still there. So if providing they have all the ducks in the row on the buying side, they're able to put in an offer. And, uh, you know, the competition's still there because all it takes is another offer to um, take that house off the market. So, Uh, My advice is definitely um, to buyers, you know, don't get complacent. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you have all your documents ready. Uh, Because if you got, even if you got pre-approved earlier, let's say, you know, could be even a few weeks earlier, you you need to make sure that you are on point and up to date uh, with your lender. Uh, Also, there are many different strategies and options available in terms of lending. And so uh, we do have a very um, robust and um, knowledgeable 
in-house lending consulting available. So if you would like some ideas or options, uh, please drop me a note at relocationgal at gmail.com and I will connect you. And yeah, so we have lots of different options to help you out with that, as well as um, some uh, lender recommendations for sure, uh, to put you in the best position, you know, to lend that home. So um, definitely reach out if you have any questions and we'll be happy to uh, connect you where you need to be and um, help you out. Other than that, uh, stay in touch with your realtor if you're working with one. Definitely, they will be able to give you the up-to-date information. And again, if you have any questions and you need help, uh, do reach out. RelocationGal at gmail.com. Thank you. This is Fire Chat with Morella podcast. Life and real estate tips and hacks to share with you because it's about life until it's about real estate. Grab a tea, coffee, or hot chocolate, and let's chat. How is the market? Hot real estate news, pro tips, interviews, insights, and fun facts for balance and empowerment, including mindfulness meditation and food for thought Sundays. Welcome! And do subscribe to Fire Chat with Morella podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you, and thanks for listening. So what is Welcome to Wrexham? In Welcome to Wrexham, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds learned to run the third oldest professional football club in the world. In 2020, Rob and Ryan teamed up to purchase the fifth tier Red Dragons in the hope of turning Wrexham AFC into an underdog story the whole world can root for. But the concern is that neither have any experience in football or working with each other. From Hollywood to Wales, from the pitch to the locker room, and the front office to the pub, the docuseries will track Rob and Ryan's crash course in football club ownership and the inextricably connected fates of a team and a town counting on two actors to bring some serious hope and change to a community that could use it. This is from um, the description of the show, which has really high ratings um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 90%, and IMDb, 8.3 out of 10. Uh, On Google, 91%. Of people like the show. Um, it's one of the better shows that I've seen in a long time. It does take a little time to um, sort of get momentum when you're first watching it, but I think it's concurrent with the fact that they're just trying to learn about what is really going on. So it, it becomes much smoother and uh, masterfully 
edit it as we go along. Um, it's a great story and it's unfolding kind of in front of our eyes as we watch. So, um, yeah, tune in. So there is this great article in the New York Times uh, from um, Rory Smith in his segment on soccer with Rory Smith. It's entitled, Welcome to Wrexham, It's the Future. And the um, little subheadline says, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds seem sincere about their investment, emotionally and financially, in a Welsh soccer team. But they are not mere observers in the story. Um, and then the, he goes on to talk about the show and what it means and all that good stuff. And definitely the point of view he takes is really um, kind of all-encompassing and it, it does a very good job at um, talking about the show. And um, he does touch upon the fact that there was some speculation, especially in the beginning, I think, uh, of it um, being made, you know, available that perhaps, perhaps this is not a real story, that it's created by these um, brilliant actors, comedians, you know, producers, you name it, Um and uh, it is kind of uh, that perhaps it's a practical joke, <laughs> um, especially since it came on um, after, you know, Ted Lasso had gained so much popularity. And of course, Ted Lasso is a fictional show that is um, based on a story that um, the, um, the football coach from America gets hired to run a uh, football team in England, not knowing a thing about uh, that type of football. And um, yeah, but I, as as you watch the show, as, as we watch the show, as it unravels and everything, uh, it really seems that it would be almost impossible that it's a fictional show. However, you never know, you know, Hollywood can do uh, some crazy things. So in any case, um, we will, um, I will talk a little bit more about what Rory uh, pointed out, which is so, um, such a great sensibility he has about really what was going on. And I, I had a very similar sentiment when I was, um, when I was reading his article, because um, I had grown up, you know, uh, as a kid, watching the European football. And it's such a huge uh, commitment from the fans um, over there and all around the world. In fact, its popularity is probably the biggest of any kind of sports anywhere in the world. So um, I guess that is not surprising. But I have to say that all the games that I remember uh, that were, um, you know, the high stake games that were international. It was the World Cup or, you know, some big matches that, that were bringing different countries together to, um, to play against one another. Um, 
those were highly, highly anticipated and attended events in in terms of you know TV watching, right? I mean, the, the, if there was a big game, uh, the entire city was almost like shut down practically, and everyone was in front of the TV. And if it was in the summertime, you would have like the windows open and you could, if you stepped outside, you would literally hear the the echo of the announcers just talking about the match um, because that's all people were watching. So it is, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's almost like a religion, right? So there is so much, uh, so much to it. And I was just, just taken by Rory's approach here to this and how he was so observant in what, um, and also just, you know, hearing from the guys, um, after they've, um, committed so much to growing and improving and just changing this team, uh, to sort of, you know, to, to basically help it, uh, become great again and um you know to to begin with helping the team get a promotion to the next level uh in the league to the next league right because um that's kind of how it works um in England so or in Wales sorry um so uh, there are two passages that I would like to read that are very very much um, on point here. So, quote, if their enthusiasm and affection for Wrexham, the down-at-the-heels Welsh soccer team they bought two years ago and the community in it, that it calls home is an act, though then it is a convincing one. McElhenney watches Wrexham's games these days while pacing back and forth, unable to sit still, he said. There is nothing quite like the anxiety soccer produces. <laughs> if anything, he has got off lightly compared to Reynolds. McElhenney is a lifelong Philadelphia Eagles fan, a blessing and a curse that served to inoculate him, to some extent, against the ravages of fandom, even as he fell quickly, deeply and madly in love with Wrexham. Reynolds, on the other hand, was pure, unsolid, defenseless. He had nurtured something of a soft spot for the Vancouver Canucks and Whitecaps, his hometown hockey and soccer teams, but admitted he would be stretching it to identify as a fan. End of quote. So this is a great description in a nutshell what was going on with these guys um, as far as kind of their, um, you know, propensity for knowing what really they were kind of getting into. Um, and yeah, the anxiety and the the uh, intensity of these matches, once you're a fan and once you understand what's going on, um, is unmatched, really. And it's so, it's it can be really a lot of fun. And I have to say that um, just watching this team and, and knowing what's going on behind the scenes, uh, I'm really enjoying it and, and really starting to really root for them and 
and uh you know it's returning to me in some fashion now that that feeling and that you know kind of um immersive experience if you will you know uh and and we have the benefit of course of knowing a lot of behind the scenes and the community and how it's all interrelated from the docu documentary part of it um so yeah, it's been an amazing experience. So here's another um, quote that I love from this article. Quote, at first, he wondered if he was resistant to the sensation. He caught only half of Wrexham's first few games after his and McElhenney's takeover was completed in February 2021. He was, by his own admission, pretty passive. It did not last. When it hit him, it hit him hard. It is a horrible, cyclical, prophetic hellscape that never ceases or ebbs, he said. A sentence that suggests he has come to fully understand the appeal of soccer. I love every second, but it's torment in equal measure. Every second is pure agony. It's a new experience for me. I am in awe of people who have survived in that culture their whole lives. End of quote. Oh my goodness. This is just the best description ever. I'm going to repeat it again. So it's such a great uh, description of Sucker by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, that Rory Smith is quoting here in his article in the New York Times. So, quote, It is a horrible, cyclical, prophetic hellscape that never ceases or ebbs, he said. <laughs> a sentence that suggests he has come to fully understand soccer. <laughs> awesome. I have to say kudos to um, Ryan and Rob for venturing out and on this big um, business venture, really, because knowing nothing about it, they really knew nothing about this um, ahead of purchasing this football team in Europe. And they're looking at potentially influencing the course of the future of a town and um, potentially more than one generation of uh, fans and people and the future of that town and what's at stake because it's such a big part of who they are, really. Um, and so they really are taking it seriously. And they're showing, um, from what we've seen in more and more episodes, they're showing that um, they really have their hearts in, in this. And people are genuinely connecting with them now. And they understand that they're with them through thick and thin. thin and they're lucky that they're on their side. <laughs> Okay, so a couple of final thoughts. Basically, um, Welcome to Wrexham is such a great study of so many different things that 
the one in this world. But for the most part, even with all the obstacles that uh, those two are facing right now, Ryan and Rob, by, you know, jumping in, doing something completely sort of off the wall, off the cuff almost, uh, that became this huge uh, task and such a multifaceted uh, project that they they could have never anticipated because they sort of jumped in with both feet uh, into it right away. And, you know, speaking of like being an underdog and sort of, you know, going up against the storm, up against the rain, uh, nothing that is easy, that doesn't have any challenges like this in life. Um, it, it's not worth, you know, pursuing or, or doing because um, that's what life's about. It's kind of a microcosm of life. <laughs> you know, it's, if you think about it, um, they're working really hard to shift the paradigm of an entire community, which is driven by the successes and challenges of this football team in particular. And you can equate it kind of to our world right now. And it's a positive story. It's such a great story because they're not giving up. The fans aren't giving up. The players are not giving up. You know, they, they're they working at it as hard as possible, um, the coaches. And it's based on so much, like, faith in one another and giving people a chance to prove themselves, not just kind of giving up, you know. So I think those messages resonate with a lot of people, and that's why this show... Um, is so popular and so well received as it should be. And so to me, it's an indication that there is a lot of good out there in the world that, that people do understand the differences and they, they are rooting for something that is transformation, transformational, that can take something that is seemingly, um, you know, not improvable and make such a big, huge change, you know, in pursuing an improvement that's hopefully going to last uh, even for generations. And that's the hope and that's the ambition. Is it a given? Is it a something that's 100% for sure? No, they don't know that. And that's part of the charm, if you will, or, you know, the attention that is, is given this show is part of it is this unknown, right? There's this huge unknown part of it that we don't know what's going to bring um, around the corner what's going to come out of it. But um, yeah, very fascinating. Right now they have new episodes coming out. 
I believe it's every Wednesday. The two excerpts that you hear uh, Rob and Ryan talking are actually from the show. And um, you can watch it, I believe, on... uh, It could be also available elsewhere, but I've been watching it on Hulu. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the best. Stay informed, be well, and be kind, and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. This has been a production of Do Eve Media. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.